get another number that was, I don't know, say like 912 or something that was not for total emergencies. So if you had a get a gray area and uh, you weren't sure whether you wanted to call 91, you call 912. I, I, I just have a feeling it might catch on. I think some people might, you know, uh, take to. <laughs> You're listening to the Survival Podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. This is Zombies Ate My Podcast. Yeah, they're dead. They're Listen like your life depends on it. Broadcasting to you alive from the Zamp Command Center here in wonderful New Hampshire, where the weather is colder than that time you hit that zombie off the head with your shovel when you're trying to get your driveway cleared out for three freaking hours. Yeah, that was just you, though, right? Oh, sorry. Yeah, that was me. My bad. My bad. Uh, Joining me as always... My fellow survivors, underground and secure location to the north, it's the busy zombie lord himself, Lou Page. Uh, you were only out there shoveling for three hours? Try like ten. It was, yeah, it was all day, It was, but it was three hours at a time. Yeah. It's it's frustrating. We it's, got, yes, it is. I was only out there for like a half hour. We didn't get a lot of snow here, so. You know what? That, uh, voice, that voice can only be one man. <laughs> the, the myth, the legend. Oh. Canada's own Ryan Murphy. Yeah. It's I you. Did, I did not go to Pontypool, but I did watch Pontypool. More on that later. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. And I how- looked it up. It's only 15 minutes from your house. Yeah, it's not bad. I could, I, but it's also funny. <laughs> well, <laughs> not really. Uh, although, yeah, I guess if there was a real zombie apocalypse 15 yeah. minutes from my house, that'd be, that'd be pretty bad. But I <laughs> yes, speak French, would. so I'm fine. Oh, good. Um, good yeah, good. I'm, I'm safe. Um, more on that later. Uh, <laughs> what are we, a news report? More on that later. I'll go back to you in the chopper. <laughs> I can't make a good chopper. <laughs> How do you make a good chopper noise? Well, actually, more on that later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, obviously, we've got some stuff we want to talk about. So first, more on that later. <laughs> first, we're going to get to the zombie news because we got more on stuff later. <laughs> the virus has completely devastated over 150 of the world's major regions and then is spreading rapidly. The zombie outbreak has started, and it is quite sad. Quite quite sad. Um, A zombie cat has appeared. That's not a Pokemon. Um, (laughs) Super effective. Lou, what do you think of this? A cat was buried for, what, five days? Yes. Five days, and it came back. Is it a zombie? Is it a zombie cat? Uh, According to this... looks like a zombie cat but it's not really a zombie cat actually you know it's funny like calling it a zombie like a zombie cat like this story doesn't it's a canadian story so they're a little nicer they say miracle cat quotations right um but uh yeah i it's too bad because that cat looked like he went through a good amount of shit and yeah Yeah, no uh, it's a sad story it's it's a really sad story so apparently this cat got hit by a car And its owner thought it was dead, like so he buried it. Yeah. yeah. And five days later, it dug itself up and showed up at the neighbor's door. And and that being said, is it five days later that it showed up, or five days later that it, that it crawled? Like it probably crawled out of the grave sooner than that, licked its wounds, then went home, right? Yeah. Yeah, because I I don't think it was underground for five days. Like then it probably wouldn't have. Well, it's been yeah. Well, it's been gone for five days. We can just say that for sure. Um, Really, uh, kind of a weird story though. When you when you kind of step back, you know. In 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 all honesty, I I kind of uh, I I hope that somebody charges this guy with animal cruelty. Yeah, because look look looking here, like at the at the description of what the cat went through, like broken jaw, ruined eye, bad scrapes, uh, dehydrated and hungry. So and suffice to say, the cat is not back with the owner. It's it's at no. the humane society. Well, that's yeah. the other thing too is um, the the owner didn't have the money to pay for all of the extensive 
uh, needs the cat needed because it had like what a, a broken jaw, busted eye. Yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot Which, of. Which, to be honest, it's like it in my in my opinion, it's like, well, did he think of that before he buried the grave? Was it that's really still I'm alive? That's what I'm buried? wondering, Lou. <laughs> Either way, yeah. zombie apocalypse though. That's yes. gonna, that's going to be how it starts. I just felt like uh, like great. This story is going to make us have to watch Reanimator again. And <laughs> no. Pet Cemetery. We are Pet Cemetery. I've never Ooh. seen Pet Cemetery. Oh boy. Yeah, that's a creepy movie, Ryan. Is it? The second one's really really messed up. Really? <laughs> and what I've never What is Pet Cemetery? It's a movie. Yeah, that's well, I know King. that. I know. But what is it? I, I think I like, listened to the Film Sack episode, but give me a brief synopsis of why this movie is, is creepy. Basically, there's an Indian burial ground near, but, yeah. in this small town, and anytime anything gets buried in this Indian burial ground, it comes back from the dead. But it's kind of twisted and warped. So is yeah. it a zombie flick? Kind of. Oh. A little bit. Well, you should watch it. We should I, maybe, maybe put that on your list, but more on that later. Oh. Um, <laughs> well, we're happy for the cat. We're happy it's alive. Yeah. Zom- zombie or no zombie, it's good with us. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit, too, about uh, The Walking Dead Deceased. That's not the new That's not the new, uh, the, the new side it's show. It's another it? spinoff. Another one? Yeah. That's how you know you made it in Hollywood, right? Yeah, you get so many spinoffs. Well, this is a spoof, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. No, it's a spoof. So it's a, it's a horror comedy. Is this going to be like one of those, um, you know, Scary House or one of those movies, Ryan? What do you think? I don't know. I, it's not very often you see a film completely just satire uh, a, a specific show. Like this isn't like I don't think this is a a zombie spoof film. This is a is. Walking Dead spoof film. It's a Walking. It says the Walking Dead deceased is the scary movie of the zombie genre. So oh. I hit on the head there. I should probably read a little bit further before I ask you questions. No, that's no, fine. Uh, that and, and that's fine. But it looks like they make it sound like it's more or less yeah. about. Yeah, well, uh, it says right here it's going to be um, ripping on all of the biggest and the best of the zombie pop culture. Um, obviously, that's going to follow. I would say Walking Dead because the main character is a, a, a sheriff. <laughs> yeah. I, Are you going to watch this, Lou? I'm not a big spoof guy. But are you going to watch this one? I probably will watch it and give it about 10 minutes. And if it doesn't make me laugh real hard in 10 minutes, I'm probably going to give up on it. Because spoof movies, I feel like they're low-hanging fruit. (laughs) Take something really popular and make a couple of dumb jokes about it. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I'm looking at the picture here, and they got the the guy playing the sheriff. Then right next to him, it looks like they got a guy playing um, uh, that Harrelson dude from uh, Zombieland. Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, here, here's the line that sells it for me. Tearing right. apart powerhouses like The Walking Dead, Zombieland, Warm Bodies, World War Z, Shaun of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead, and even Romero's iconic Night of the Living Dead, The Walking Deceased rips the flesh off the spoof genre and infects it with a virus too hilarious not to spread. I mean, that's right. a winning uh, You going to watch it? I you know what if it's on video on demand I'm sure it'll be on Netflix and all those fun businesses might be worth checking out. I'm gonna watch it. I like Lou. I usually don't go for the the spoof movies because I feel like they're kind of the same joke over and over again at some point. Yeah, but um, poop and dick jokes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I will. Uh, I'll watch this one because it's got zombies in it. Yeah. I, it's you know I can't remember the last spoof film I saw. Um, can you guys like probably yeah, like. I think- Mine was like one of the original scary movie ones, and then I, I I think I enjoyed the first one that I watched. And I was like, oh, that's pretty funny, making fun of all those you know scary movies. And then when they did another one and another one and another one, I went, okay, yeah, I'm good. I had a roommate at one point who loved those kinds of movies, and it was like pretty much his entire movie collection. And I I would walk in the li- out in the living room and see him watching one and be like, oh, huh. Okay, I'm going to go back to watching regular movies now. Right. Yeah. Well, you know what movie I do want to watch? What's that? Uh, the Last of Us. Don't we all? Now, we've been told that it's supposed to be pretty faithful to the game. Ryan, do you, how true do you think that's going to be when it says, pretty faithful with a few big changes? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand. Like The quote is, there's some big changes, but the tone and what the story's trying to say is pretty faithful to the game. I think the headline uh, of this article is pretty pretty misleading, to be honest, and, and probably not a well-written title. Because big changes mean not very faithful to to the story but i think you're still going to see the same 
progression of the story. I hope it's still like the the tale of crossing the country with right. someone when, who survived when they the say, bite. When they say big changes, mm-hmm. I think that means they're going to cut out some of the uh, unimportant details from the game. Hopefully, not the giraffes. You need those. Yeah, <laughs> those are absolutely important. That's like no, that's but a, I the think pi- my pentacle. thought is pentacle. my thought is that they'll probably cut out a big chunk of when they when they when the scene where they first get to get attacked by raiders and there's like right. a, like three buildings you have to go through to basically get away from the raiders and ride off on horseback. Oh, I well, picture that that whole section being gone. Yeah, they're not. They're not. I don't think anybody thinks they're taking the game, turning it into a twenty-hour movie. Like the game, the movie is going to have. I think it's going to be based around the fact that they're traveling across the country, trying to get this miracle girl to the researchers. I'm sure the ending will be different. They'll throw something different out there. Maybe they'll maybe they'll make the ending the opposite of what the game was to definitively say like this is the last of us movie there won't be another one please stop asking you know mm-hmm. similar to the, the opposite situation what they're having with the last of us now where it's like where's our sequel where's our sequel where's our sequel i i think that uh, that could be a big change um you know i just watched um broadchurch which is a bbc show with uh, david tennant uh, and it's a murder mystery and they they basically shot for shot did the same show uh, Fox did for for the the states, but the big change is they changed the ending because they didn't want people to be like oh, I know who it is and stop watching. So maybe they uh, do that yeah. with with the movie to be like I think it's a it's a different comparison. That's a fair it's enough point, change though. in medium. But. Yeah, because people play the game and love the game, want to see the movie, they're expecting that ending, and you can probably pull pull a fast one on everyone towards the end there. I think they should. Um, like I think and I think it's just it's a it's a good opportunity to tell a different story in the same world um, because I mean the Druckmann guy he he lived and breathed The Last of Us for many years yeah. and uh, I'm sure he'd be happy to revisit that world and make some yeah, small tweaks. My thing is too is with video games when they turn them into movies um, you know <laughs> you know, your prime example where it fails is Res- Resident Evil you're like oh yeah. really? Where you where you take the premise of it and you just kind of completely warp it, um, but you kind of have to when you turn a video game into a movie because you can't, like you said, just run twenty hours of trekking across the country. Yeah. But as long as they keep that, like the main goal is to get across the country, um, and you know the travels throughout there, I'm okay with it. But see, I and I'm gonna make a bold statement here. I love Uh-oh. Resident Evil, but when it comes to the movies, garbage in, garbage out. The story of Resident Evil is not is not its high point no the gameplay puzzles that sort of stuff awesome but like like i said garbage in garbage out i think with last of us you're getting awesome in and and you're you're getting awesome out uh unless you completely try and screw it up but it seems like they're really trying um probably a good example of awesome in awesome out would be um Actually, there's no good example for for a video game movie. No. <laughs> maybe maybe the Walking Dead comic to the Walking Dead TV show. That's probably a good example of yeah. being pretty faithful with some big changes. Well, we have more movie news to talk about. Oh, we really do. It's crazy. I know. Let's talk about Night of the Living Dead. Lou, how about a prequel movie? Uh, I don't know. I'm not big on prequels. How do you feel about George Romero's son Cameron looking to explore the answer of the prequel movie? Uh, He's not seen Al yet, so that that's a plus. <laughs> I'll see it. So uh, George Romero's son Cameron um, is working with uh, what is it, Radar Pictures, and they're they're beginning to uh, start production on Night of the Living Dead, the prequel. Or as they call it, origins hmm. is what everyone calls it. Um, this is a long time away. <laughs> um, it's just kind of weird, don't you think? That now we're all of a sudden starting a Night of the Living Dead origins movie. Yeah, yeah. And you had to launch it through an Indiegogo campaign. They did hit their goal though, and it <laughs> just they it yeah they hit their goal. It finished uh, not too long ago, but a month ago, December twenty fourteen. So I don't know, like. Hey, you know what though? Sometimes that's how movies start. A small little budget like that, and then you know, Night of the Living Dead. Maybe that's how that started, right? It does. It did start on low, a low, low budget. budget. You know, raising money, take the world by storm. We might get another one. I don't know. I, I'm kind of interested to see an origins 
story I'm, behind I'm, inter- I'm interested. I will definitely see this. Yeah. And it, it's definitely cool to hear that Romero's son is trying to continue the 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 legacy. But I won't be excited until I see it and if it's good or not. It's going to be you know cool I mean? though. It's going to be cool to see a movie about zombies set in the late 60s though, don't you think? That would be awesome. It's going to be fun. it's going to be so it's like a culture shock to everyone, you know? Um <clears throat> it's going to I'm what I was thinking about when I first read this article though was has George A. Romero ever given like what starts the, no. the zombie outbreak? No. So isn't that going to be kind of weird like if we go to origins, do you think we're going to learn what starts it? No. No, it's just going to uh, just a step further back than what we originally saw. <laughs> yes. What about you, Ryan? Uh I don't know. I think uh... Give it. I. I mean, leave it to George. Or if if he's got his father pulling the strings behind him, trying to make him do certain things, like maybe we'll see like the the origin story. Like they call it origins, but I think I think Lou's right. Like it'll be more about like the second the virus takes place and and mm-hmm. and how that progresses, and that'll be what we get. And um, I don't know. I. I've never seen any of George Cameron Romero's films. Uh, way to cash in on the name, though. I mean, right. like, would this be get would this be getting made if it wasn't if it didn't have a Romero attached to it? Probably not. I doubt it. Well, let me ask you guys a, a fun hypothetical fan question then. Mm-hmm. If they had to announce why the zombie outbreak started, how do you think George and his son? And what are you? What's the cause? What's the underlying cause? Oh, it's definitely like zombie it's definitely. Cats? No, it's oh. <laughs> it's definitely humans experimenting. I mean, it's the typical uh, like he like, like again he likes to do the, no. the social stuff, the social commentary. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh oh, I have it. Oh, what is it? It's radiation and a nuclear reactor. <laughs> oh yeah, take on big power and scientific uh, playing with God. Yes. Two for one. I and, bow and before you. And if you watch the original and um, the remake, there is a reference to there's radiation. Yeah, there's a couple of references to like people asking if it's caused by radiation and uh, stuff like that. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's where they go with it. That's yep. You nailed it. That gives them an opportunity to to make awkward ham-fisted <laughs> uh, you know shoved in so, their comments social commentary yeah exactly that's what they do so I'm, I'm running away from the zombie but I have to make a a, a picket sign about uh, uh, power plants just <laughs> hold on a second well you know what I'm going to do too is I'm going to switch these news stories around on you guys so we can continue to talk about zombie movies yeah uh, one that uh, we just got our first trailer for that uh, I've seen is uh, the Dead Rising movie mm-hmm. first look Oh my god! It actually looks really cool. Hey, you gotta hand it to these uh, to these digital platforms. Yeah. I mean, this crackle, this crackle. But the funny thing is, like when Netflix said they were gonna make original content, everybody scoffed. So why are we still why are we still doing it? Like just because it's crackle, like crackle's owned by Sony. They make decent movies all the time. They do, yeah. And I and I'm right there with you guys. I was also a bit like, oh, this is gonna be crap. This is not. It's crackle. I, I've watched stuff on Crackle, mm-hmm. and I have not enjoyed the experience. <laughs> the, 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 the service is way too hard to use. It doesn't make any sense what you're looking at. It's poorly organized. And when I heard Crackle's making the Dead Rising movie, I was like, I don't know. The, the, the funny but thing this- is out of context Lou when you say I've I've been on Crackle before and it's like whoa I'm not a fan of it Lou's Lou doing drugs crackle. he'd just be hard tripping for like hours it's crazy more on that later yeah uh, so no we got our first trailer and I gotta tell you it looks like a fun remember Dead Rising the first time you played it and you're like oh this is fun mm-hmm. like you know you don't take it seriously but at the same time you do you're playing your hardest and you're just like this is just a fun game this right. movie looks like it's going to be a fun movie. <laughs> like yeah, it, it looks fun. It looks like they're not taking themselves too too seriously. Right. And the other thing that looks fun in it, fun about it, is they've been hinting that Frank West from the video game will be in the movie, yep. played by Rob uh, Riggle from yeah. The Daily Show. And everybody's been like, "Oh, that's really cool," but how are they going to include him in the movie? And they include. It looks like they're including him in the movie as a guy that's providing audio commentary. Yeah, yeah. He's on a news broadcast or something like that. Just, yeah, 
He's some sort of expert. Like he's a, the zombie like, expert. Yes, and I think that that is the it's perfect. perfect. They, they they don't have to worry about trying to make him be the hero. They don't have to worry. They, right. They are including him in the, the 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 movie, and they don't have to worry about too much crossover. Yeah, and you know it's good too though because like as as funny as Rob Riggle is to put him as a main character where all sorts of crazy stuffs happening would be kind of a stretch a little bit. Yes. Um, almost like a too funny type of thing. Yeah. Like you know you see the the main character there, uh, in like a few people holding some seriously weird weapons at some points. You know, just mm-hmm. like Dead Rising you would expect. But uh, I think seeing Rob Riggle in that sort of capacity would just kind of almost not ruin it for me it would just be kind of whoa that's weird it's just out of out of place for him and i and i'm this I'm, is perfect yeah it's perfect and uh i think it's i think it's gonna be a decent movie and again like there's not much competition on the video game movie front and dead rising it, it's nice that they they did what they should what they should have done with resident evil is they should have played more closer to the game and expanded on the concept of the mansion and, and whatnot rather than trying to go like make a different movie with this right. they've they've taken dead rising the tone the the setup and just ran with it and i think they're gonna make up a, a really good film based on the dead rising franchise i hope so and march hope so 27th right yeah there's a lot you know what we've been commenting that january has been like Zombie video games, zombie news. March is looking to be like zombie content. February is going to be dominated by The Walking Dead, but March we have this, and we also have uh, iZombie premiering in mid March. Yep. So it's looking good. We're for gonna us. have a good. We're gonna have a good end of winter for us, huh? Yeah. I mean, why yeah, go outside? Fun. Stay inside and uh, and watch, watch zombies stuff. all day. Well, more on that later. speaking of Walking Dead coming back, more on that later. Yeah. No, but seriously. The Walking Dead to introduce the spinoff character for a six-episode arc. Yeah. Huh. Which doesn't make much sense when you think about it because Fear the Walking Dead is a prequel. So if they introduce the character in the current film, right, it would be like, well, now you know he doesn't die. He or she. Right. right. Well, that's the thing. And like, it, that's not even a big deal, but it's just kind of weird that they're crossing the streams. I don't know. Well, they've said that they weren't going to do that. They weren't going to do that. They weren't going to do yeah. that. And then now they're like, well, one character will. Just one, guys. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. It, just one. And it's like, no, really? I liked it before when you said that the, you weren't going to do that. So so we're talking Fear the Walking Dead here, the spinoff. Um, it's a prequel. It takes place in L.A. Um very far, far away on the other side of the United States. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to get a character in for six episodes in The Walking Dead. Is that what they're saying? Uh, yeah. Current Walking Dead. For six episodes, we're going to see this guy. We're going to build a relationship with him. And then we're going to be like, all right, let's go watch him on Fear the Walking Dead. Now, do you think this is like this season? Oh, no. Next season. Sorry, it's right there. Yeah. Next, Next season. <laughs> Again, like, whew, read the story, Ryan. You're the one that put it in here. Um, we only read headlines here, folks. Yeah, I mean, that's that's how we work. We That's how we well, make an hour show. We no, read the my, headline. And then my, we... guess, my guess will be that the the guy who wrote this article said that he's, ho- that he's hoping that what they do is, is it's a flashback to someone that is already in the party that may have began their adventure on the other side of the country and maybe we see them in this person in flashbacks yeah i mean we are getting new characters in the walking dead every season every half season so there's nothing that can't be said you could have a character from la pop in and then have flashbacks where the spinoff characters are there i don't know what bothers me though is like (laughs) i don't know if if that's not true, then like you're basically saying, hey, these guys from L.A. made it all the way to Atlanta because one of them did anyway. You know what I mean? Like, and our heroes can't even get out of Atlanta. And, and, and as Lou knows, these yeah. guys are stuck in Georgia for a long time. You should have stayed in L.A. because now you're never going back. Yeah, right? You can't get out of Georgia once you're in there. Yeah. Um, no, but seriously, it's it, it bothers me. I just wish they would keep it completely separate. Don't don't mingle together with my Walking Dead. It's like I'm gonna watch both of them. I'm gonna probably enjoy both of them, but I don't need them to be intertwined. No, it's not like a Marvel movie where at the end all of a sudden, you know, the Hulk's talking to Tony Stark, and you know, you're looking for something there. But um, spoilers. No. But I don't know. It's just it, it it seems a little bothersome to me. 
Mm-hmm. Oh. We'll see. No, we won't. Oh, because okay. I'm not yet anyway. It. First, more on that later. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not this episode. We're bringing we're bringing something back. We're gonna bring it back. It's back. It's back. This time, not only did Ryan go to the movies, what? But Bob also went to the movies. Lou, did you go to the movies? Uh, I've seen this movie so many times that I don't. I don't think I need to see it again. Lou went to the movies as well. We all went to the movies. Lou lives in this movie. <laughs> Actually, apparently you do. Uh, yeah, close enough. <laughs> so we made Ryan watch Pawnee Pool for the uh, for the the latest movie trend that we have going here. Yeah. And uh, I decided that I haven't seen Pawnee Pool in a little while, and uh, I thought it was an interesting movie back in the day, so I wanted to watch it again. Mm-hmm. So I did. What'd you and think? It was just the same as I remembered. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, yeah. A little weird. It. Yeah. Um, the cool. But how thing... do you? So right from the beginning, though. Sure. Let's just let me get your overall take on it. Like, so you, so you figure out what's going on in the movie. It's a, quite a different take on this whole what we're used to, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. I, I feel like if the director was full of himself, you could probably read articles in the news about how this isn't a zombie film. Stop calling it a zombie film. Please stop yeah. associating um, me with that genre. Well, but I, I think he he, he, he does. He can't do that because it was written by. It's based on a book mm-hmm. that's written by a Canadian author who outright says that the book is about zombies. Yeah, and and they oh. are they are zombies. They just they feed off of a different human uh, thing. I guess their voice in this case. There's going to be some spoilers here. I think the movie is worth seeing. Um, it is yeah. even more so if you're Canadian because it kind of like it it throws some some interesting canadian uh not only tropes but just like things we would only understand like yeah. i'm sure like there's some stuff that went over your guys head like the french uh the connection to the french uh uh, uh, uh riot police uh the talk of terrorism like between uh, uh quebec yeah. uh, parties and and ontario it's it's actually really interesting and i thought it was really cool and usually when something takes uh, or adapts a Canadian thing that that had Canadian heritage. It kind of throws it out. Yeah, uh, you know, some people see it as like, oh, you're Hollywoodizing it, so it's. Or other people see it as like, no, you're just making it for a general audience so everyone can enjoy yeah. it. But I thought this was interesting, and the fact that like the can the you know the English language is is tainted, and uh, that's how the virus spreads. Yes, and that if you speak French or other languages, you can't transmit it. Um, but it felt like the movie was awesome all the way to the end when they tried to explain it. Well, it, you, do, <laughs> you, you do realize at the end what was really going on, right? Well, okay. Well, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I missed, maybe I missed something key or like I looked away when they were like explaining. Like really what happened was I felt there like – There was a reason why they were showing up at the radio station. Because, yeah, they had outdoor speakers, right? Not just that, but there's a reason why the military was showing up at the radio station at the end. Well, they were bombing it, aren't? Oh. Yeah, yeah. He was the one spreading it. Yeah. Oh. The woman it? that spoke to him at the beginning of the the. Oh yeah, cut. yeah. Okay. Well, he wasn't showing any symptoms, but him talking was spreading whatever it is she gave him. I mean, some would argue he was showing like he was kind of off the whole show. Yeah, but no, no. I actually, I just realized something. He wasn't immune to it. He was spreading it because he didn't understand understand the words that were coming out of his mouth, which was what kept you immune by not understanding. I got that. He he, by not he didn't understand because he was drinking liquor the whole time. He was drunk the whole movie, right? Yeah. So that's why he wasn't succumbing to the virus and why he was continuing to spread it because he was drunk. He didn't understand a fucking thing he was saying the whole show. <laughs> so, I, okay, revelations. That, we, But that's not my issue. The issue was when they tried they, – they, they literally tried to explain like the quote-unquote cure, you know, where he's like going on and on about like kill his kiss, kill his kiss, kill his kiss. Uh, teeter totter is totally, and he's just going on and on and on. He does cure the woman, but it was just kind of like, 
the author had written this really cool story and then tried to write an ending. And he shouldn't have tried to write an ending. It should have ended. They should have like cut out all that like uh, that that bit about like the where he's gibbering on about curing people, and just had it had the 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 place be bombed. You know what I mean? Like, well, I think that that was kind of what actually ended up happening. Maybe he did cure her, but they were all going to die anyway. But that's what I mean. Like it was him actually curing her that started to be the. This is why you know. Uh, really well-known zombie people like Kirkman and Romero, they say, no, we're not going to explain. We're not going to cure it. The, you know, the mystery is what makes the show, the, the content great. And when you, when you try to pull the shroud off the mystery, it breaks apart really quickly because I feel like, you know, zombies appearing in our world. The reason that so many people think it could actually happen is because it's, you know, if you don't think about it very hard, it seems like it could be plausible. You know, crazy people happen all the time. So that's what I felt like when they tried to, like, explain it and tried yeah. to cure it. It kind of broke apart for me and and ruined, and, and kind of ruined the ending, even though the ending, like you say, Lou, with the bombing, it, it, it tied it up in a nice, neat package. But I felt like the they started to kick the package around before they tied the bow. You know, it was really weird. That was just it is, my take. The, it, it is a weird movie. Yeah, but but that's the um, only issue I have with it. And if you if you guys can look past the fact that they try to like explain it, like I just thought it was a neat concept of how like it transmits through the English language. Yeah, that's I'm just what's more infected. On that. no, yeah, I'm just um. <laughs> I, I tried to look it up to see if the author was like French Canadian to see if it like just if, like he's better than us. It, no, the I'm English, <laughs> the, yeah, like the English French thing went a little farther. But no, he's he's from Toronto. And you know what's funny too about the movie is I watched it uh, once a, a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, more on that later, but um, I didn't really. I thought it was decent back then, but I didn't really kind of pick up on everything. Yeah, I don't know if it's because I was kind of half watching it, but watching it uh, last week when I was kind of rewatching it just to remember, I really enjoyed it a lot more than I did the first time. I don't know if that's true for you, Lou. You've seen it a it, bunch, so it, 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 it. The first time I watched it, I was like, "Wow, that's really unique. That was kind of interesting." Then the second time I watched it, it was like I picked up on more subtleties <laughs> that were just background stuff instead of focusing on like what he was saying you catch little things going on in the background with like audio stuff you'd catch audio cues of things that you'd be like huh that was interesting that was like a little bit of like some trying to think what it is like they they have a conversation about the guy in the 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 helicopter (laughs) yeah And, and and he makes a reference to like you you should fly a little closer, and she has to tell him that the dude isn't in a helicopter. Yeah, and then she says he's actually like a pedophile, and you're like, wait a minute, like I didn't catch that the first time I watched it. Yeah, like I wasn't, and I then I picked it up, picked up on it the second time. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, there's a lot of smart humor in it too, um, that you kind of have to really listen to, and I love the fact that it it's basically taking place all in one you know setting. Uh, I like it when a movie can do that really well, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like, you know, like, not like that phone booth movie. Remember that thing? <laughs> but um, I'm trying to think of other examples where, like, the movie's all kind of taking place in one area and, you know, the acting kind of keeps you in the, like, the story keeps you moving along. Because at first you're watching, because I think it's like, you're a good, like, 30, 40 minutes in before anything really starts happening, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. I, about, I, it's about 30 minutes. The movie did a really good job with with the radio station and the people in the like the characters were likable. Uh, you know, there, I didn't really have any issues with any characters, actors, like performances, which is usually the problem you have with some of these films. Yeah, it was all really top notch, uh, and, and, and I would certainly recommend it. Again, like it's a really good zombie film if you're looking for something different from like people just eating each other like that's not what this movie is about it's more no. about the spread of the virus uh, being isolated to this radio station and yeah and it's it's what 90 minutes i think yeah yeah it's a, it's a it's decent not, package it's 90 minutes and almost the entire movie actually the whole movie takes place in the radio station yeah except when he's driving to the radio station exactly yeah. in the beginning when he's driving to the radio station but other than that the whole thing takes place at the radio station and you don't really – it doesn't dawn on you that it's all taking place in the radio station until you think about it after you've finished watching it. 
Yeah. Because he talks to so many other people that are out on the road and mm-hmm. people tell him their stories. Like there's a guy that's tie- held up in a warehouse and like it's him telling you the story be- about being tied up in a warehouse or something. And yeah. it's like, wait a minute. They never actually showed me any of that. They just told me that. Yeah, it, they did a really good job of of, uh, be, of visualizing these other locations through the radio talk show. And again, that goes back to the point of like really good performances from people. Like again, it's not something you see a lot with these, with especially the movies that they make me watch. I mean, <laughs> some of them are are B or eighties movies, and and you you don't expect a top notch performance. But I just I really enjoyed it. It was unique. It was Canadian, very Canadian, very Canadian. Yeah, and that's awesome. Uh, I, I thought, and they and it's not just like other films where it's like Americans trying to make a very Canadian film. This is a Canadian film through and through. <laughs> and I, I really enjoyed that. Well, let me ask you this then before mm-hmm. we move on. Out of how many? Out of five zombie heads, how many would you Ooh. give this movie? Um, <clears throat> uh, probably a, a solid four. A solid four zombie. I, I really liked it, and and it kept me engaged. I, I I I didn't really look away. Like I paused it if there was any major distractions, and yeah, four. I'd say four. It's pretty strong. All right. Well, we do have to pick a movie for next time. We're yeah. What am I watching? That trend. Uh, Lou, did you have anything in mind? I did. I actually had something that's very very new Ooh. that I actually just recently watched myself a couple weeks ago. Um. Dead Before Dawn. Hmm. I feel like I watched that. And it has um, uh, uh, Back to the Future guy. Oh. Marty McFly. No, the other one. Doc. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Dead Before Dawn. Yep, it's on Netflix. Hey, it's another Canadian film. 3D. Yep. Perfect. Is that the 1993 or the 2012? 2012. Okay. 2012, Canada's, Dead Before Dawn 3D. Canada's first stereoscopic live-action 3D feature film, and Mullen is the first female to direct a live-action, fully stereoscopic 3D feature film. Look at that. Look at that. And Christopher Lloyd's in it. I am you totally on board. can't go wrong with Christopher Lloyd. It's not bad. I, I've, I've watched watch it, too. It. Yeah, let's all watch it. All right. Lou already watched it. Marty. Well, watch it again. Watch it again. It's the zombies. Well, more on that later. Maybe next week. <laughs> Maybe next week. I don't uh, know. Let's go on to our topic of the week this week. Zombie topic of the week. Ouch. Ouch. Hey, dying light. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? I just uh, just got here. Been here a couple days. Yeah. Just All ran right. in and boy, were my legs tired. Yeah, how is your parkour? <laughs> uh, you know what? The parkour in my game, pretty stellar. Is it? And when you fall and don't hit the garbage can, you die. Okay, well, we're not talking about dying light today. More on that later. Uh, no, I'm just kidding, guys. We're talking about dying light. <laughs> you can't are. You can't do that, like, every time. Like, I know. I started a trend. I'm sorry, yeah. folks. It's all right. I think I think Bob's just punishing me, to be honest. Yeah, it is. Oh. Um. So Lou and Ryan have played Dying Light. Yep. I have not. <laughs> no, you have not. And no. uh, I'm going to ask them some questions as they explain their first kind of impressions of the new game. Mm-hmm. And uh, my first question is, do you guys want to go out and do parkour after playing no. this game? No. 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 try it? <laughs> the parkour no. is hard. And yeah, it is. I, I actually I don't find the parkour hard. I find that the wrong person playing the game is going to get motion sick. Oof. Really bad. Oh, really? Oh, um, yeah. I I was showing Melina some videos of it, and even that she couldn't watch. Yeah, it, oh. it, there is some. There is a lot of jerky camera and running, and the camera will pan away when you're doing stuff. Like it's not always just facing straight forward. So if you're pulling yourself up on something, he might glimpse back or glint, glance to the side or the left or the right. To pull himself up on something, and if you're not prepared for it, it's going to make you sick. Yeah, yeah, it, it's kind of jarring at first when you're playing it. But um, for me, I don't really get motion sick with that stuff. So it was, it was, it was really cool to be able to run around. And my favorite thing about the game related to the parkour is that it's sort of like Walking Dead. It encourages you to not engage. 
run away. You you do get points for killing zombies. In uh, the way you level up is uh, it's like Skyrim. You level up by using your skills. So the more you run, the more skills you get in your agility tree. The more you survive, quote unquote, which I think is just like it's completing bringing missions. supplies and rescuing people. Yeah, that's a separate tree. And then the combat is you know by killing things. But it really encourages you to to just run. Get away from zombies. Take them on one at a time, two at a time. That's fine. But any more than that, you're starting to eat through your health kits. Um, yeah. And you're you're more so encouraged to run away, get a better vantage point. Uh, you know, hit them from behind. You, there's a lot of noise makers in the game. Um, you th- they give you like a whole stack of firecrackers right at the start. And it's just it's it's really neat to see a game put more emphasis on on uh, traversal. In a zombie well, game than combat. Yeah, so, Lou, let me just ask you right away. Not right away, but let me ask you. From, like, when you first started, like, when you first launched the game, your first thoughts as, as you were playing the first few minutes of the game? Uh, it starts right off the bat where your character skydives into a quarantine zone. Always fun. Um, and I was like, okay, so they're going to do the whole Metal Gear guys, huh. the, the, the one hope to land and save people kind of thing. Okay, that could be interesting. And then right off the bat, he lands in a tree, accidentally lands on the ground in the wrong spot, a bunch of thugs beat him up, and somebody (laughs) has to drag him to safety. And I was like, this is definitely not Metal Gear. (laughs) (laughs) But did you, like, when when you first started playing and you started, after you got the learning curves of the game out of the way, um, your first thoughts about, like, you know, gameplay itself... Is it feels very much like all the aspects I liked of Dead Island, without the aspects of Dead Island I didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Ryan? Like you, you load up the game, you get out, you get the hang of it, and what what are your thoughts as you're first starting to play? Besides, run. Um, I uh, I really enjoy I enjoy the combat from what it was. I enjoy the um, the traversal, the quest stuff. It's very. Uh, it, the, actually, the first thing that popped in my head before I even booted up the game is that you don't get to do any character customization, um, and I and I know a lot of people look out for that. So yeah. I, I want to do state that if you're looking for options and characters, you don't get any. You start as a dude, shaved head, and voiced by one Sonic the Hedgehog, or more related to zombies, uh, Chris Redfield. Literally, the main <laughs> character is Chris Redfield. Is it? Yeah. yeah. If you play, um, maybe not the Resident Evil HD, but uh, I guess Resident Evil 6 as Chris Redfield, you will recognize the voice. He does not put any effort into uh, into doing <laughs> doing a different VO take, but usually that's not the actor's fault. That's the <clears throat> director's fault. Um, so that was jarring. But yeah, you don't get to choose. I was kind of hoping you could maybe do a little bit of customization or at least you choose You could change to- his outfit. You can change his outfit so he can, rather than wearing a ridic- ridiculous yellow suit, he can wear a ridiculous athletic suit with, like, those weird feet things that, that make you look like a ninja those turtle. Those weird feet things. You know those, those like, they're like socks, but they're shoes? Yes. <laughs> okay. okay. I know what you're talking about. He, yeah. They're, they're, they're running shoes for gripping. Yes. Which yeah. Oh, they're parkour shoes. Yeah, yes. parkour shoes. You need them if you're going to survive this zombie apocalypse. But, um... I so for those who are like, oh, I'd really like to play it as a woman. I'd really like to change the way I look. Um, not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. <laughs> uh, it's it's kind of unfortunate because I was I was kind of hoping that the game would have those options. Um, but I mean, the character is just so uh, it's not really not really anything to write home about. Okay. Yeah, uh, my biggest gripe in this game is the writing. The gameplay is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're familiar with the Far Cry games at all, it feels very much like a Far Cry game. Yeah. You have to rescue people, open up different areas of the map by uh, building fortifications so that you have a little base to rest at. And it feels very much like Far Cry. Uh, almost to the point where I would call it detrimental hmm. uh at certain points you're like okay i've 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 unlocked like 12 bases now i still have another 12 to go to get to that point where i need to do this thing for a mission hmm. so 
Yeah, we should probably state how far we're in. I'm I'm only about five hours in. Um, I've I've unlocked the day night cycle. Uh, that's another unique fat uh, a unique feature of this game is that there's a fully functioning day night cycle. Um, the review codes for this went out like pretty much the day before it was released. So a lot of the first impressions people gave were like, I thought there was a day night cycle. It appears to be tied to the mission progress. That's not the case. After you complete some very specific missions. Um, that are tied it's like to the first five. Yeah, tied to the day or the night. It just opens up, and you could you could literally be in the middle of a story mission, um, and it turns night. And it turns night, and and you have a choice. Like, well, do I can do I finish off the mission, or do I run to a safe house? Because at night, the zombies, some of the zombies, turn into uh, what they call volatiles, and okay. they they're more aggressive. They track you. They uh, they come after you. They can climb. They're aggressive. So your your option is. You know, you can sneak around. There is a benefit to being out at night. It doubles your your points that you gain towards your level ups. So when you're running away, you're gaining double agility. And if you're if you're taking out zombies, you're gaining double combat points. But there's a there's a risk to that because every sound you make could attract uh, a volatile zombie. So there's stuff like that. But but the biggest issue I have with the day night is that sometimes there's a mission like Lou. You and I were talking about this. So there's some missions that are strictly you have to do at night that don't really don't really make sense to the it's like we're going to make you the, do this at the night just because we need one. The opening mission that introduces you to the night cycle mm-hmm. doesn't make sense. Um the city is in a quarantine and they have a suppressant for the zombie virus. Um I can't remember exactly what they call it. It doesn't sound like it's anything zombie related, so it's not like Zombrex or anything like that. It's <laughs> it, it it sounds like a real medicine, yeah. and they've been trying to get the, the the people you're trying to help once you land in the beginning of the game. They're trying to get some because they're running out, and there's a guy who's like a warlord in the quarantine zone that's like hoarding it. Yeah, and you're trying to get it for them. And they say that they can't get it because it lands too close to nighttime, the plane that drops the supplies, Mm -hmm. and they need somebody to go out at night and get it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But again, like that's – like we're saying, it's very early on, so that's like a mechanic setup. Yeah. It's like you have to go out – you have to go out close to night because – so then, when you find it, of course, it switches to night, introduces the the nighttime stuff, and yeah, um, it's a it's an open world game in the sense that there's a, there's a large map, and and I I really enjoyed this. They sprinkle the open world uh, events rather than just load them onto you. Like okay, well let me so let me just ask you real quick: Does it really feel open worldish to you? Yes. Yeah, it does. Okay. Uh, and it feels um, it's a good balance of open world and aloneness. You don't. I don't know about you, Lou, but I found you don't really run into other survivors when you're. Out I do in the all world. the time. Well, it's, yeah, the random events where you're like someone's like radioing for help or someone's going to trade you stuff. You're not far enough along. There's other camps. <laughs> you're oh. not far enough, Ryan. No, I'm not. Shut up. <laughs> Again, this is very early impressions. Lou's had more time with the game than I have, and um, we've been kind of chatting about it. I'm not very far. I think I just. I just got the. Uh, I'm doing missions for the, um, the. The warlord. Yeah, the warlord. Basically, like the story setup is a little fishy. Uh, it's like you're a you're an agent, so you're undercover trying to get a secret document that's leaked. It's like typical government bullshit about like, oh, you know, we're trying to cure these people, but they stole a sensitive document that could shed light on our involvement with shady activity. So we need you to go in and get it. Basically, the the gist of what I've gotten from where I am in the game Mm -hmm. is you work for a company uh, or an organization called the GRE. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe it's supposed to be an interpretation of the WHO, the World Health Organization. Sure. And there is a file that is in this country that was in a lab in this country. And it's believed that this viral outbreak that's caused the quarantine, it might be the GRE's fault. Okay. Well, let me let me ask you. I know you said you weren't a huge fan of the writing, right? Yeah. It bothers you? Like, overall story, is it interesting? Like, is it interesting enough, like, different enough to play? 
It's in the, the story is interesting. The, my r- problem with the writing is that you can see where there's no plot twists. You see right away um, what's going on. You land, somebody rescues you. You end up with these people that seem like good guys, mm-hmm. and you want to help them. Yeah. And in the meantime, you're talking to the your GRE. Uh, like there's somebody on the radio that you're supposed to be in constant communication with. And every time he gives the GRE a report, they okay. ask him to do something really bad. Okay. Like that you feel uncomfortable doing. And you're like, but the, aren't these GRE people supposed to be helping? And you're like, well, they're obviously bad guys. And right. then they make you help this other guy who is a bad guy. And your character's like, so everybody's a jerk? Like yeah. literally at one point, that's his answer. So everybody's an asshole? And you're like, apparently. Right, like, right. Like, as the player, you're like, yeah, uh, it seems that way. Okay. So <clears throat> as far as, you know, you guys have gotten into different areas here. Um, so, so far, your overall enjoyment, Ryan, like, of the game, like, it's it's 60 bucks, right? Yeah, it's a, well, on PC, it's, uh, it's I think it's 50. It's 60. Is it 60? It's 60, pretty yep. sure. Oh, Okay. Then it's probably ten dollars more on on uh, uh, on the consoles. Then I think that's how it, okay. how it is. But, but overall enjoyment uh, of the game from your first impressions. And I know you're not that far in, but you're playing the game. You know, what do you think of it? Do you recommend it to someone? Uh, first impressions. I, as a zombie fan, the game is fantastic. It's it's okay. a great zombie game. You're not seeing. You're not going to find anything like this out there. Uh, you know, I Dead Island Two. This could be a scenario like a, a Destiny sort of Halo scenario where Halo 4 was unproven, came out, knocked it out of the park, Destiny comes out, not so hot, right? This could be another one of those scenarios where you have Dying Light coming out. It's a really good title. Uh, it's very reminiscent of Dead Island, improves a lot on Dead Island, mainly with the traversal in the open world. Um, but uh, we have Dead Island 2 coming out this spring, and it'll be interesting to see how that how that stacks up but right it's just really cool i i really love it and i really like going in there and just running around and, and it feels good to run around to do the parkour you yell parkour every time you like kind of do a parkour move i find that helps with my Wait, you yell it or your character yells it i yell it there's probably oh, gonna okay. be like a steam mod that like every time you do a parkour move it's just parkour parkour actually if anyone's listening and has experience <laughs> with uh with steam, steam mods, mods? Do that. We'll have yeah. you on the show. We'll interview you. We'll uh, we'll talk about parkour <laughs> and yelling parkour and yelling it while you do it. But like, yeah, there's a lot of like. It feels very awkward. Some of the setups for stuff. It's yeah. almost like, and again, that's we're really early on. Maybe later on, like some of the missions really just stop being introductions and start being interesting, um, dying light zombie missions. So at the very beginning, they they don't. They don't really shy away from awkwardly introducing uh, features through awkward story moments. It's it's interesting, but it's so much fun to play. Okay. It's so fun. Is it like it, so? It, gameplay it, wise, it's, it's fun. Yeah, gameplay, gameplay wise, fun. it's it. Gameplay wise, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Story wise, it's very mediocre. You're, you're not like, getting okay, Walking I, Dead. Yeah, yeah, you're not getting Walking Dead. Um, my only gripe is. I can't play it in long bursts. I have to play it in short bursts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The the difficulty is, I'd say, moderate to hard. Um, every time you get a good flow and you're like, oh, man, I'm doing great, it yeah. feels like the game realizes that you're doing really good and then goes out of its way to kill you. <laughs> yeah, it's like that director from Left 4 Dead, um, yeah. <laughs> except an asshole. No, it really it feels like that. I had a I was playing it the other night. I played for like three hours, and I was on a I had done like twelve missions. I had rescued a bunch of people. I had done all this stuff, and then out of nowhere, it seemed like every time I spawned or went anywhere, there were just so many zombies I couldn't even run away from them. I was just getting killed. Yeah, and, and I was like, okay. So I put the game down, went away for a couple hours, came back, and it was like I respawned same plot, no zombies. Yeah, it's and very forgiving. Like, the the respawn in the game, like when you die, it makes you know that like yeah, you died, you, you're dead. But as soon as you respawn, it's like there's no the only um, 
the only penalty you take is you lose survivor points. Okay. Yeah, you you lose experience points. Basically, basically yeah, you lose experience. Yeah, and, and you re- the, the the this the part I enjoyed is it doesn't respawn and send you. There's a main fortress where your friends are, mm-hmm. but you unlock little camps every like like t- three four city blocks in all directions. There's little camps for you to like rest at, and you spawn respawn at the nearest one to wherever it is you died. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So you don't have to like track halfway across the map no you unlocked a point near where you died that's all right you maybe you have to go about three blocks and you're back where you were yeah but like I, it feels like we're kind of focusing on the graves but like seriously you know, let's the- say this before we before we stop talking about it sure you guys sell me and the listeners the game in just a couple sentences how would you do it all right go ahead lou you start sell it if to me lou sell if it. you're looking for something different mm-hmm. and challenging that has a lot of zombies, this is your game. You're going to get something different out of this. Yeah. This is not like any... The closest thing to this that I can say is Dead Island, but this is like Dead Island on steroids. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm I, assuming Ryan sales pitches, you get to yell parkour. At the, you you at the do, and, and but the word I'm going to use is satisfying. The game is very is very satisfying. Like when, like Lou had said, like it's a solid dead island and it just feels like it's there's more there so when you're running you're running away from zombies you're running towards zombies the progression and the skills you get um just makes it more satisfying like right now like when you start you can just run and jump and climb and then the more you progress like you 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 run and jump and climb faster there's moves where you can slide under things you can jump off of a zombie you can say pro tip oh really first first ability you should get is there is a parkour move that lets you use zombies at, to jump off of. Yeah. And so you just hit the button to jump, and when you hit the zombie, he just jumps off the zombie's head, and if you're good, you can do, like, two or three zombies in a row yeah. and, like, leap over the crowd. Okay, you just sold me with that. <laughs> yeah. The, <laughs> now the game, I want to play it. <laughs> the game is a lot of fun. Uh, the game is very satisfying with combat and traversal. Like, in combat, it's all, at least the beginning, it's all bludgeon weapons, and there, there are some some uh some cutting weapons as well like knives and stuff but the bludgeon weapons like the combat like really slows down it gives you a satisfying like slow mo hit when you're when you do a critical hit and and it gives you like the mortal combat sort of x-ray vision of you like whacking the zombie again just satisfying and the, the story we just felt we needed to mention it but it doesn't pull you it didn't pull me out because I'm not expecting Walking Dead from Dying Light. I'm expecting a fun world, uh, just a romp. That's what I want. Like that's all I expect from Dying you Light. Want a is romp? a romp. It's a romp. Uh, right. I, as someone that has gotten ga- guns in the game, mm-hmm. guns are very satisfying in the game. Oh, good. Um, they also are very. They, they change the way the game uh, plays. <laughs> you don't run as fast when you're carrying a gun. Oh, okay. Interesting. Oh, and there's four-player co-op as well. So everything oh, really? we've everything we've mentioned, you can play with three of your friends. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. Well, thank you guys for your first impressions. I'm sure once you guys get further in, we'll uh, we'll talk more about that. But yeah, uh, we're gonna I have guess... a. I think we're gonna do a special Dying Light uh, spotlight episode where we just talk about Dying Light and the, and get into more detail and and spoil when it when we've all finished the game. When we've all finished it. James, uh, who's I, has not been on the show before, James uh, Bartholomew Iagovos on Twitter. You may know him. Uh, from the tadpool he's gonna join us he's beaten it he loves it he was telling me the other day that if it came out in december it would have been his game of the year so uh, he's farther along than us so we'll see all right well that should do it for us ryan why don't you tell or do we have an email we do have an email we we do speaking of video games we got an email from alan dear zamp crew really enjoying my chris redfield playthrough of rehd I'm usually a super sleuth, but I am actually stuck at the moment. Maybe you can help. I've, uh, I don't know. I don't know either. So I'm hoping Lou knows. I think Lou knows. I've used up the first two keys, the blue gem, and I have three, or f- three of the four masks, and I've searched every available room. Rebecca is chilling with the sick guy in the medicine room, but I don't know how to get her to play the piano, even though I have... Th- it's, you know what's funny? If you're, if you're asking this of someone who has never played Resident Evil, it's like, what <laughs> the like, fuck kind of game are you describing? <laughs> you know, it's just hilarious. Uh, I can't also, I, and I, I also can't figure out the grandfather clock. I haven't played this game since PS1, and what oh, stands God. out most to me is the music. The soft boot steps on carpet and the sinister yeah. atmosphere. 
I am genuinely scared while playing something I haven't felt since RE2, Nemesis, or Silent Hill. As for controls, having a lot of trouble staying straight when the, PO, the point of view changes. Result is that I keep getting mauled by dogs and red zombies. Holy shit, they are fast and scary. The classic controls are virtually unplayable, though, so I'm adapting. <laughs> Thanks, you guys, for reacquainting me with an old favorite, Alan. Um, so first off, Lou, do you know what he needs to do now like with all that stuff? I'm trying uh, to remember because I'm playing as Jill, not Chris. Jill. Yeah, I think, uh, if I remember... So Rebecca is chilling with a sick guy, and he doesn't know how to get her to play the piano. Um, you you must have the shield above the, the dining room, I think, the emblem, because you need that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also know that you need to give her time. If, if I remember correctly, you have to give her so much time to play it, too. Right. Um, oh, man, like, he, you're... I was playing as uh, Chris, too, but I'm just not that far. Because I was playing as Jill first, uh-huh. but I switched over to Chris because I want to be hardcore about it. Yeah, he um, has uh, less inventory, right? Yeah. Uh, Lou, I can't remember. Uh, it, de- it depends on which two keys he has. Um, what he needs is he needs to find the shield key. Oh. But I'm trying to remember where the shield key is. I think it is in the grandfather clock. Um, it is, yeah, but I can't remember the clock. Yeah, I don't know. I again, I've, I, I do have the game now. I have, I'm not very far. Like I'm just inside the mansion, so I'm not going to be able to help, unfortunately. But you know what, Alan? If if we do sort it out, we'll let you know. But uh, the game, I I think the more interesting portion, and I, I don't know. I don't and think he's Alan's played it before. That's the funniest thing. Like yeah. he's played this game. I don't think he's he's sitting around waiting for our answer. He probably looked it up at this point. <laughs> he's, he's got his game on pause. And yeah. He's like, Man, uh, when are they going to record that episode? When are they going to post the new Zamp? I said this in a week ago. So sorry, Alan, we can't help you. Um, uh, g- there's many good facts out there. I'd, I'd go take a look there. But for someone who hasn't played the GameCube remake, I think this is an awesome way to re-experience the original. Because I played the GameCube remake, and this one is straight up the same game, minus the oh, visuals. Lou, oh, I fig- I remembered. Oh, you have to you switch the emblems, right? So you have the gold emblem in the dining room. It opens up the clock. And then you have to turn the the hands the so that hands, yep. right or left. And when you quit the puzzle, the clock will move and it shows the shield key. Yeah. That's how you do it. There you go, you Alan. Fourth, that's where you get the fourth mask. You can unpause your game. Make sure your computer hasn't overheated at this point. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I just got so pumped about that. I was trying to remember. but Yeah. And I, and I will say on the email front, we've been getting a lot of awesome emails from listeners. And I forgot to tell you guys, we got another awesome email. I won't read it this week. Um, you tell us we get emails now. I, I, we got a comment on the website as well. Oh, we um, did. That's what Pete. Yeah. It, the guy for, it's Pete, right? I think so. So this, I, I won't. I just want to give you guys a taste of this email because it's actually more about Walking Dead. So we'll save it for next week when um, we obviously are going to be talking about more Walking yeah. Dead. But he lives in Georgia, and he gives us insight into the seasons and uh, how, 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 <laughs> how they get out of Atlanta. Evidently, it's the highway. Um, and it's just really cool. And I really want to thank our listeners for sending in their emails because every week it's so, it's so awesome. So awesome. Yeah. You, guys are, you guys make this show 100 times more fun than we already have doing it. So yeah. thank you for all that. Uh, hopefully we helped you out there, Alan. Um, I don't know if I'm exactly right, but it's the gold emblem. The dining Sounds room. right. Move, move the clock hands left or right. I think you do it twice, either left or right. I can't remember. And then the shield key will pop up. Uh, the clock will move. You'll get the shield key. That'll take you into the snake. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> more on that later. Uh, thank you guys so much. Ryan, mm. if people want to find us when we're not recording or email us, where do they do that? Well, you can go to zombiesatemypodcast.com where you'll find all kinds of awesome information, including – our recent addition to Alpha Geek Radio. If you listen to the 24-hour stream, uh, just the um, the off-air type stuff when no one's recording live, you might hear Zombies Ate My Podcast on Channel 3. I've already I talked to Todd at Alpha Geek. He said we've been on a few times. So if you heard from us on Alpha Geek, thank you. Um, and there's all kinds of other links on our website, like our email, info at zombiesatemypodcast.com. Do exactly what Alan did, what Pete did. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Zombies Podcast. We're always posting interesting stuff there. Like us on Facebook. Uh, if you still use Google Plus, we're there as well. We're also on YouTube. More on that later. Uh, uh, there should be content coming. Yes, we've got lots of stuff in the pipeline. This time, we are not lying our faces off. I promise. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're not lying. I don't, I don't even believe it. We don't have time. 
<laughs> we don't. We yeah. We run out of time, and uh, but we do have ideas, including REHD H1Z1 Dying Light. I'm saying it out loud, so now we have to. And Zombier. And Zombier. We got some copies of Zombier. Um, you know, we figured if we're gonna cover a bunch of awesome games, we might as well cover one that doesn't look so stellar. But we'll give it a shot. Uh, yeah, follow individual hosts, myself at R. Murphy on Twitter, Lou at Busy Zombie Lord, Bob at Bobbert F. And finally, a quick shout out to Joel Duggan for all the artwork he's provided us, including our iTunes art, our website banner, and our t-shirt art. You can find more about him at joelduggan.com. .com. Thank you very much, Ryan, for wrapping that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lou Page. Out. Any last words? <laughs> Parkour. Nope. Parkour. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, All right, well, for myself, for Ryan, and for Lou, thanks for listening, and, uh, ouch. Ouch! Jill. Barry. (sighs) You know, another thing about Dying Light Mm. is there are red and green herbs. I'm Chris. Did you make healing potions? Oh, I totally forgot. What happened? <laughs> uh, with dying light? Oh, it's still going. <laughs> Incoming bad zombie joke. Sorry, go ahead. What's your, what's uh, well, your that is very fitting because in the intro of dying light, there are several bad zombie jokes. What? And I'm just going to throw it out there. If anyone on, like, this is a stretch, but if anyone on the dying light team, I know we're not the first people to do bad zombie jokes, but if anyone on the dying light team, like, listens to our show and was inspired to include bad zombie jokes, that that would have been kind of cool. I'm not saying that's true, but it just believe it to be true. It came so far out of left out of left field. I just thought like, huh, that's interesting. So there are bad zombie jokes in the game. Take it away, Lou or Bob, not Lou. Lou, you want to tell the bad zombie? Yeah, joke tell us. Coming bad zombie. <laughs> joke. I don't have any bad zombie. Oh, okay. Don't have any. You Luckily, should use one from Dying Light. Luckily for you, I have one. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <clears throat> hey, uh, hey, Lou. Hey, Bob. How do you know when a zombie's tired? It's not moving. Because <laughs> you could see he's dead on his feet. <laughs> oh. Someone send that to the Dying Light team. They can put it in their DLC. i they didn't use that one yet. Yeah, that's a solid one. They're going to have a uh, Bob Does Bad Zombie Jokes DLC. Oh, could you team. imagine? <laughs>